You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Have a fantastic guest joining me today, Mike DeBate, the host of Locked On Patriots. What's going on in New England? A lot of buzz about Mac Jones so far in camp. A lot of new faces and names on that roster as well. So how does that all fit into the stew of the 2021 New England Patriots and the AFC East? Matt Williamson, not here with me today. So it's me and Mike DeBate talking Pats. Williamson, a much-deserved family vacation. He'll be back Friday, and we'll continue as we do every day here on the Peacock and Williamson show. You can always holler at Matt. Make sure he's having a fun time on vacation at Williamson NFL. I am on Twitter at BD Peacock. And now let's bring on today's guest. If you're a listener of Peacock and Williamson, you know Mike DeBate. He's the host of Locked on Patriots, also covering the Patriots for Sports Illustrated. You can find him on Twitter. New handle, by the way, verified handle. Look for the blue check when you're looking for Mike DeBate. M Debate. NFL. Mike, how are things going? How is Verified Life? How are things going over at uh, SI along with Lockdown Patriots? Everything's going well. Uh, Verified Life is definitely interesting and, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, surreal. Uh, that blue check mark still by my name still kind of gives me a little bit of a, <laughs> of a cheap thrill every now and then, Brian. No, I'm only kidding, folks. It's definitely well, uh, uh, you know, um, well appreciated, I guess is the best way for me to put it. And I hope I live up to what that uh, what that is. But going well at SI, going well at Locked On Patriots, and uh, looking forward to the new season coming up with training camp opening up in just a couple of weeks. Patriots beat a fun one this offseason, I think, and it will continue to be into the 2021 season. Multiple storylines here. I got to start with the latest, though, that came out with uh, Nikhil Harry's agent, former first-round pick not that long ago in 2019, Played two seasons so far with the Patriots. Underwhelming seasons for wide receiver Nikhil Harry. His agent coming out and says uh, he's on the cusp of a breakout. He doesn't think it's going to happen with the Patriots. And he would like to be traded. What are your thoughts overall about this news coming out and the statement from Nikhil's Harry's Nikhil Harry's agent? Is this a player that maybe the Patriots have possibly tried to move already? What do you see with this Nikhil Harry situation? How do you think it does end for the Patriots? Well, there's a lot of layers to the Nikhil Harry saga. From the time that he was drafted, a lot of people looked at him as maybe uh, someone that the Patriots had taken a chance on, where they were better off allocating their resources elsewhere. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, players that were taken Mm -hmm. beyond uh, where Nikhil was drafted in the first round. And he never quite lived up to those expectations. Now, Brian, there are a couple of reasons why. First off, I don't think it can be eliminated that Nikhil has had his issues with injury, he had an injury his freshman year, so it was rookie season. And then, of course, his second year, his sophomore season, he was felled by a concussion that really prior to that concussion, he was starting to show a little momentum and really starting to come on as a receiver that could be relied upon by guys like Cam Newton, even Jarrett Stidham when he got in there a little bit as well. So Nikhil, unfortunately, came into a situation where he was essentially going to be anointed the future number one wide receiver for the New England Patriots. And it just never worked out like that. I think Nikhil's um, best fit is as a niche receiver, someone who can come in, make contested catches, 
catches, uh, be that big body, tough wide receiver that you need to get short yardage and be able to advance the football. Unfortunately for the Pats, that's not how they were deploying him. And, you know, bottom line, you don't want your number one wide receiver out there making contested catches repeatedly over and over again. First of all, it's a situation where it's just not going to be beneficial to the team. It means that eventually the quarterback may overthrow or misfire and you're going to get a lot of interceptions thrown your way. Or there's a situation where you run the risk of that player getting hurt. So in a lot of respects with Nikhil Harry, I just think it was a bad fit here from the beginning. Uh, Nikhil does shoulder some of the load on that because there were times where I thought he needed to put his best foot forward and really accelerate into the role that the Patriots needed him to do that. The opportunities with which he was presented just never were seized the way the Pats hoped. So I think a clean break for both sides is probably the best way to do it. Um, there were rumors that he might be on the move back uh, in draft time, uh, but unfortunately the Patriots just didn't find a, um, a receiver or they didn't find a, a player or a package that they liked getting in return for Nikhil Harry. Maybe now that this statement is out there, maybe it forces the Patriots' hand and maybe uh, at this point uh, they'll be willing to take maybe a lesser package to get at least something back for Nikhil services. Did you see any flashes from Harry's first two seasons that you thought, okay, there it is. There, I saw that that glimpse, something that where there could be a breakout on the cusp for him, or is it strictly a situation where you watch him play and you realize, okay, well, this guy just unfortunately is not going to have the quicks to separate from NFL defenders, and he's pretty much a jump ball only possession guy. There were times where he would make a brilliant catch or he would even throw a block or make a tough move that people would look at him and say, wow, you know, why can't he do this all the time? <laughs> why can't he do that on a regular, consistent basis? Um, unfortunately, those moments were very few and far between in the Patriots offense. For every good, every step forward that Nikhil Harry would take, he'd take two steps back. And you can't do that when you're trying to ascend into a role of being a reliable receiver, not even necessarily a number one, but just someone that's going to take on a role of a key cog in your offense. For some reason, Nikhil just wasn't able to take that leap. And in a lot of ways, maybe it was just unhappiness with the fit that he had here in a Josh McDaniels offense. Uh, there were rumors about you know, Cam Newton and, and maybe the, the two just not clicking, not personally, uh, never had any uh, indication that these two had any personal conflict, but just the styles of play just did not mesh well. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it could be a number of different factors, but ultimately those types of moments were there, but there were just too few of them for the Patriots to really rely long-term on saying, Nikhil Harry is the guy, there it is, and now we can hone it in. It's almost like it would make one move and then regress. And that regression would be so disheartening that it would prevent the Patriots from being able to move any further with him. One more question here on the Harry situation, and I do want to continue on offense with the quarterback spot, which is huge. Interesting quarterback room for the Patriots with Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Jared Stidham, the veteran and Brian Hoyer there going four deep. But obviously Newton in the first rounder, Mac Jones, is where all the headlines are coming from. So I want to get your thoughts there in a bit. But uh, when it comes to Nikhil Harry, now that you know all this has been made even more public and, and maybe it's more likely, maybe it's less likely, I don't know, that he gets traded, what do you think the Patriots are realistically going to get for Nikhil Harry? Is this a situation where now the Pats just say, you know what, and cut bait and, and end up having to cut him because the team doesn't want to take on a, a first-rounder's salary? 
Well, I think in a lot of ways that could be a deterrent from a deal getting done. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, at this point, just, you know, trade them for a bag of footballs or trade them for football equipment. Uh, there's a lot of vitriol thrown at Nikhil Harry's way in New England. And I get some of it because he'd never quite lived up to the expectation. But at the same time, the Patriots also are mindful of the fact that this guy had first round pedigree on him. He was chosen in the first round for a reason. He had a tremendous final season at Arizona State, one in which he received over a thousand yards, um, you know, made 73 receptions, uh, nine touchdowns. This is a kid that can find the end zone when he's in the right system and he's locked in and dialed in. He can be a very effective receiver. So the Patriots are mindful of that. It depends on which team is going to want to go that extra mile uh, to bring in someone based on potential and based on reputation rather than what they've done on the field so far in, in New England. Um, I would look at realistic expectation, maybe being a mid-level type player for a player for player swap. If you're looking at draft picks, I think it's probably likely uh, that a sixth or seventh rounder could possibly get this done. I know for someone that's only two years removed from being chosen in the first round, that seems like a tremendous regression, but the Patriots have been known to take those late round picks and turn them into something special. So if they can get a return that they feel gives them an opportunity to improve the football team, they'll do it. If it just comes down to no team wanting to take that extra step and maybe throw the Patriots a, a draft pick or a player, uh, then it's quite possible that you might see him, uh, you know, cut or you might see him released. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a situation where Bill is going to keep him in here to try to motivate him to play harder or try to motivate him to, you know, really ascend into his role. If there's a malcontent or there's an unhappiness here, it's best for all parties to just make a clean break. And I think that's what you're going to see here. More with Mike DeBate coming up. We've got to talk about the big competition in training camp in New England, which is at quarterback Cam Newton, Mac Jones, who will be the starter there. And, Take a look at the defensive side of the ball and the rest of the AFC East. Always fun to look at those bet online NFL futures as we move along in the offseason. See how things move. Those Patriots we're talking about today, a couple extra wins next year, nine over under on that win total. I like that for them. I think they can absolutely win at least a couple of more games. We'll see how Mike DeBate feels about that a little bit later. It looks like a lot of money on Tampa Bay. Folks out there like the odds of the Buccaneers potentially repeating and have another great season with Tom Brady, who lost to Aaron Rodgers in a golf match recently, a celebrity golf match, which you can also bet on at betonline.ag. Everything NFL futures, offensive, defensive rookies of the year, win totals, Major League Baseball all summer long. We've got any number of other things you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. Just remember to tell them that Locked On sent you the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Mike, the writing was on the wall, obviously, this offseason for Nikhil Harry when the Patriots went out and did something they don't really do a lot of and spent a bunch of money in free agency. Some people think that it wasn't the wisest money spent, but they added four new pass catchers. And really, the top four pass catchers now in the offense are all going to be different for Cam Newton in 2021 with Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Tight end is a big one, too, with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith both being brought in. What have the early returns been there with those 
veteran pass catchers that the Patriots brought in on the free agent market? Well, I think in a lot of ways, what you're seeing is a changing of the guard when it comes to uh, New England's offense and how they're going to funnel the passing game. Last season, they were dead last in running the 12-man personnel, meaning two tight end sets at the same time. This has been such a staple of a Bill Belichick, especially a Josh McDaniels-led offense, Brian. And it was very weird to see that not be a part of what the Patriots do offensively. They knew it better than anybody. They tried to address it last year in the draft, bringing in Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. I think the uh, abbreviated offseason and the difficulties having a rookie round into shape really, I think, put a damper on that. And they just those guys were never able to develop the way the Patriots had hoped. I still think they have some uh, pretty high aspirations for um, Asiasi moving forward, maybe even Keene. But they realize that that is such a big part of how they operate. And they went out and they got the two top free agent tight ends on the market, John Smith and Hunter Henry. Hunter being that typical Y tight end, someone that can put his hand in the dirt, run a route very crisply. I've covered Hunter since the days that I covered the uh, the Chargers on their beat prior to coming to New England. And he's someone that I've coveted here in New England for quite some time. Getting a chance to see him in a Patriots uniform is going to be a true treat this year, and I can't wait to see it. You pair him along someone like John o. Smith, who is that prototypical move tight end, someone that can be a threat in the red zone, someone that can get in you know, the dirt and be able to block, be an effective uh, you know, player in that uh, aspect, but also be able to run the ball out of the backfield, maybe even catch a jet sweep or two and move the ball that way. It gives the Patriots so many options, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the, two, uh, the 12-man personnel, the two tight end sets. It's going to facilitate play action so much for this team, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. With the wide receiver core, Nelson Aguilar coming in gives them something the Patriots haven't had in a long time, and that is someone who can line up on the outside and run those crisp routes uh, that you really I think they've struggled to what I have. There have been drop issues with Aguilar, and I think that's one of the reasons why they chose to get someone like Kendrick Bourne, who has the short hands and the ability to play both outside and in the slot. So the passing game is going to be much improved from what we saw last year. But you know as better as well as anyone, Brian, it all comes down to who's throwing the passes and how effective they are in throwing the passes. And that's really going to be where I think the most attention is going to be focused on the Patriots and training camp this year. Absolutely. That's the story that will continue on into the season, especially if Newton starts. When will Mac Jones take over? Uh, and I know when it comes to Cam Newton, you could explain away a lot of you know why things didn't look great in 2020. Signed late. There was COVID. Not only COVID offseason, but then during the season and uh, with Cam especially, then there was other injuries. So what what do you think about Cam Newton coming into this year? Uh, I've seen some clips of, you know, and you can't obviously take too much from a, a clip on Twitter where you see a quarterback miss a wide open throw, but you would expect someone with Cam Newton's pedigree to not miss some of the... I was like, that looks just awful for even for OTAs. What is going on here? And the reports have been pretty... I mean, pretty soundly in favor of the rookie Mac Jones in Patriots camp. Mike Reese, who covers the team for ESPN, saying that they're going to send a fruit basket to the 49ers for passing on Mac Jones at number three. That's how uh, (laughs) awesome Mac Jones has looked. Is it realistic that Mac Jones could overtake Cam Newton before the season even starts? How do you see that dynamic going at quarterback for the Pats this year? 
Uh, in terms of realistic, I mean, it's realistic. I don't know how probable it is, but I mean, it's a realistic expectation. I think Mac is coming in here to training camp with the expectation that he's going to compete for the starting job. And at some point, he expects that job to be his. Now, when that's going to happen is really anybody's guess. My feeling being around the team and seeing what I'm seeing so far is that Cam really hasn't done enough to lose the starting job just yet. I do believe he'll be the starter unless Matt comes in and proves that he is better in all facets for this team to be able to lead right out of the gate. Then you'll see the Patriots make that move. But I think ideally what they would like to see is Cam have a solid training camp, come in, be ready, and really, I think, perform at a high level for the better part of this year. I think there's a lot to be said for a quarterback that has a year to sit back, to be able to really learn the system, really absorb what Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots offense expects from him, and then be able to go out and put that into practice. As much as they had expectations high for Tom Brady when they brought him in, and I know that was going to elicit a lot of eye rolls, but believe me, when they did bring in Brady, they saw a a potential quarterback of the future, even with someone as prolific as Drew Bledsoe throwing passes in New England. They knew eventually this kid had something that they wanted to prove. And that first year of him learning under Drew Bledsoe was invaluable to Tom Brady. And he'd be the first to tell you that. So while I'm not comparing the situation between Mac and, and Cam to what Tom and Drew went through, uh, I do think there is going to be a, a learning period and a period where Mac is going to do uh, a share of observation and learning the game of football at a pro level. Minicamp was interesting. The first two days of mandatory minicamp clearly belonged to Mac Jones. He looked decisive. He was making crisp throws. Uh, he was making pre-snap reads. And he really looked to be in command of the offense. Cam struggled his first two days. Uh, there's no question about it. You mentioned the throws that you know were missing receivers, and a lot of people were tweeting them out on social media and saying, this is quarterback one with a question mark and all that. But the final day of uh, practices, Cam looked much sharper. He looked much more calm, much more relaxed, and he looked much more confident at running the, uh, the offense. And Honestly, that was the day that Max struggled the most. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys come out of the break. I'm really not going to put too much stock into what I've seen in minicamp until the pads go on, until these guys start playing against hitting type of competition, maybe even a preseason game or two, to really see where we're at with the quarterback competition. My guess is that Cam maintains the job. But it could still be a very open uh, you know, discussion and a very open competition as we get closer to the start of the 2021 season. Yeah, it's going to be very different when the pads go on. You start playing games for real in the preseason for Mac Jones. That'll be fun to see how he, uh, how he deals with actual pressure when uh, his team isn't at every single position better than almost every team he goes up against like it was in college and when things get sped up a little bit for him getting pressured in the pocket. So right. uh, that's going to be a fun competition there probably into the season, I'm guessing, when it comes to Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Uh, what about that offensive line? What about that protection for Mac Jones? Do you do you expect a bump in not only because of receiving personnel, but just because of what's going on up front and bringing Trent Brown back and Wenu over there who had a nice rookie season playing left guard with Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, Andrews at center, Shaq Mason at right guard. You know, it's a solid, not spectacular offensive line, I think, on paper, but I mean, just incremental upgrades across the board. If you get better quarterback play, four better pass catchers, more stability from the offensive line, I have to imagine that all combined could be a pretty nice step up for that Patriots offense. 
Yeah, I think the offensive line has the chance to be the best unit on this offensive uh, uh, Patriots team. And that may raise some eyebrows or that may confuse some people. But for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, there's a lot of stability and the players that they've brought in or they've added are players that have either had experience in this system or know Bill Belichick and know exactly what he expects uh, of this unit or played under Dante Scarnecchia, the longtime offensive line coach up here in New England. Cole Popovich, Carmen Brasillo have taken over those duties of coaching the O-line, and they've done a tremendous job. It all begins with David Andrews in the center position. His return solidifies this team. Uh, they bring back their captain. They bring back their leader. And with him directing traffic in the middle, it really allows guys like Michael Wainu, guys like Shaq Mason, someone like a Trent Brown coming back in, Isaiah Wynn at the left tackle position. It allows them to play their positions as assigned. And having that cohesive unit and guys that have played with one another that know each other's strengths and weaknesses so well it allows the offensive line to provide protection for no matter who's throwing passes in the backfield. The other thing that I like on this offensive line is the depth that they have, uh, not just at the starting positions, but also swing offensive linemen. Bringing back someone like a Ted Karras is huge for this team. Prior to David Andrews signing, a lot of people thought Karras was coming back to be the starting center, and a lot of people were okay with that. He's coming off of a season in Miami in which he was named a team captain and really played a good amount of, uh, uh, you know, of, of strength for uh, for Miami and coming back to New England as a free agent is a huge, uh, you know, acquisition for them uh, for depth along the offensive line. William Sherman, the rookie out of Colorado, I look for him to come in and be an offensive factor here. Someone like a Yadni Kajust, who hasn't even played a an NFL down yet, still has an awful lot of pedigree from being drafted a couple of years ago. Can he come in and challenge for a, a backup spot? Uh, there's a lot of questions, uh, you know, in terms of the offensive line and how it's going to shake out. But those questions, for the most part, are positive. That's why I'm so excited to see what this offensive line can do, because they can block for the pass. They can block for the run. Um, I think it's going to facilitate everything that they do offensively and make it that much easier. We've got to move over to the defensive side of the ball here with this New England Patriots team in 2021. And where will they finish? How does this Pats team stack up against suddenly more competitive AFC East? Heck of a lot more to do this summer. And you want to look good while doing it? Maybe that pool party? And man, the 2019 summer bod was looking a lot better than when you're hanging out next to the pool in 2021, right? So uh, one thing that I found that can fit into any diet, if you're trying to uh, fit in a snack, get one that's high in protein, low in sugar, and that is Built Bar. They're the best tasting protein bar on the market, but they are healthy too, which is exactly what I have a feeling you're looking for. And if you're not sure exactly which flavor to try or you haven't tried them all and you just want more flavors, build yourself a box of Built Bars or maybe find one of their limited edition flavors that can pop up at any time. Many bars have only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs, even good for a keto diet. And best of all, you can save 15% using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Just go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The strength of any Belichick team is always going to be the defensive side of the ball, and I think that was what was tough for the Patriots last year was just this wasn't a Bill Belichick squad, top to bottom. And I know Tom Brady was gone, but it just... 
There was the COVID opt-outs that hit the Patriots harder than any other team. Some poor drafts stacking up. Uh, Obviously, they wanted to focus on bringing in some pass rush there, bringing in Matt Judon as a free agent. Getting Dante Hightower back will be huge, obviously. Stephon Gilmore still there, although that's another player that there's been some rumors around potential uh, trades and some things happening. Uh, How do you see this defense coming together in 2021, Mike, because in my opinion, Bill Belichick's 7-9 and season last year was one of the, the better and at least most underrated coaching performances he's had with how bad that depth chart really was, both offensively and defensively last year. Yeah, I think in defense uh, and defensively speaking, Brian, I think this team is going to be light years above where it was in 2020. Look, the reason why the Patriots struggled so much on defense in the previous season was because they really lacked the ability to do two rudimentary fundamental things that any good defense needs to do, set the edge and be able to stop the run. The Patriots lacked a middle presence in the interior of that defensive line. Uh, It allowed them to be very porous against the run and very inconsistent. Lawrence Guy is someone that has really worn all hats on the interior of that defensive line. And he's back in New England this year after signing a a four-year deal in free agency to return to the Pats. He's going to be a huge retention for this team, but they went out and addressed a need that they had and they addressed it in a couple of big ways. First of all, bringing guys like Devon Godshaw, someone like a Henry Anderson, versatile linemen that can play all over but really can do a great job of clogging the uh, the middle to stop the run and even setting the edge and getting after the quarterback. So that's going to automatically improve this defense right off the bat. Someone like a Dietrich Wise who's played here for the last few years uh, that's really kind of honed into his own and really developed and improved each year he's been here is going to be called upon to maybe take a, a bigger role on that edge rush. And I think he's up to the challenge. Uh, I had the opportunity to watch him a little bit in minicamp and he does look like someone that's ready to make that next level step uh, to be uh, you know someone that can uh, really help the uh, the Patriots edge rush one of the biggest ways in which they upgraded was the linebacker position and you can't say enough about the lack of production they had at linebacker in 2020 obviously Dante Hightower opting out Kyle Van Noy was gone Alandon Roberts was gone you had so many guys that were big parts of what they did defensively that chose to leave via free agency one of those guys is back now in Kyle Van Noy. He's back patrolling that area. Dante Hightower is coming back. Matt Judon, you mentioned, who I think can be one of the more unsung, maybe even the best of the offseason acquisitions for the Patriots. He's just such a hand-in-glove fit for a Bill Belichick defense and someone that can really change the complexity of that linebacking core. Uh, they've got a lot going uh, going on with this team, and that strengthening of the front seven is going to allow the secondary to play the type of football that they're capable of playing. And you mentioned Stefan Gilmore. I fully expect him to be back in New England, uh, you know, for uh, the remainder of the season. Obviously, I'm not guaranteeing that. There's always something that can go wrong with contract negotiations. But from what we're hearing, it seems like both sides are motivated to try to make something happen. It just may take a little while to get all the logistics worked out. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see a couple of second rounders there. Barmore, I don't know how they were able to work that out. Obviously, going Alabama heavy there were the uh, were the New England Patriots in the draft, and last year's second rounder Kyle Duggar, who I loved, and I was thinking, oh man, this guy's going to be a star with just his ability, his size, the way he can run, um, the impact he made at the small college level. And Lenore Ryan, it's not surprising that it could take a while 
in the NFL to get used to just the NFL game there coming from a small school. But what can you tell me about Kyle Duggar last year? Is he going to plug in there and be a longtime starter and potentially a difference maker for this defense? Absolutely. Uh, from everything that I've seen with Kyle Duggar last year, uh, the one feedback that I constantly kept getting on Kyle Duggar last season from those that were close to the team coaches, people that saw him play every day in training camp and practice and into the regular season, is that someone who played, you know, that Lenore Ryan, Division Two, obviously, um, not the collegiate powerhouse that some of these other, uh, you know, uh, players, uh, blue chip athletes are coming from, he understood from a veteran's perspective, what was required of him right off the bat. And that's something that is so important to succeeding in a Bill Belichick coach defense, especially in that secondary. It's so predicated on where you need to be, making anticipatory moves and being in the right place at the right time and being physical. Kyle can do that all. He's someone that does have leadership capability. He does have the ability to direct. Um, and I think he's going to fit quite nicely into the Patrick Chung type role that's now being vacated by his retirement. Kyle's a little bit more finesse. He can play the strong. He can play the free a little bit more. Patrick Chung was really, I think, more of like a thumper in that backfield. But he does have the capability of being a, a huge contributor uh, on this team this year. And you pair him for one more year alongside Devin McCourty, and that's going to be a very good safety one-two punch for the Patriots this year. Kyle Duggar has star written all over him, and I do expect big things out of him this year and moving forward in a Patriots uniform. So on paper, Mike, we're talking about better up front on offense, better receiving group both tight end at wide receiver at least more consistent there especially at wide receiver even though uh you know maybe Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne the names don't blow you away at some point better at quarterback whether it's the rookie beating out Cam Newton or just a better version of Cam Newton better pass rush on defense better second level uh secondary healthy covering guys out there the emergence of guys like Kyle Duggar so what are we talking about here better across the board it sounds like at least on paper a seven and nine team last year Bill Belichick is not going to lose have losing seasons twice in a row right so what are we talking about with this New England Patriots team versus some I think improved competition in the AFC East as well the Jets maybe not ready for prime time but I love what's going on there obviously the Dolphins are in, in a prime position to make a big move in that division with the Bills obviously now being the powerhouse team in that division where do the Patriots fit in here what kind of season do you see upcoming for the 2021 Pats well, I don't think it's going to be a losing season here in New England. I would be very, very surprised to see that. I think the upgrades that they've made, the additions that they've made on defense, uh, the upgrades they've made on offense, and the strength of their offensive line, their defensive line, will continue to sustain them. And for that reason, I believe they'll win more than they'll lose. I know a lot of fans are starting to say, oh, well, I think the ceiling on this team can be 12, 13, 14 wins, you know, maybe even more than that. I, I really, I think that's high in the sky, very unrealistic at this point, because there's a lot of wild cards. You don't know exactly what you're going to get out of the quarterback position. Um, there are you know, issues with injury that can always happen. Will the Stephon Gilmore situation play out the way I hope or the way I've, I've outlined it here? Then will it play out? You never know that for sure. Losing one or two of those guys or, or not going into the season with a motivated or with Stefan at all, if the, you know, if the, the, uh, the relationship deteriorates, which again, I don't expect, but it is a possibility. Uh, those can all be great equalizers. But ultimately, I think this team is capable of contending, holding court with the Miami Dolphins in that second type role, trying to fight for the second place in the division. I still think 
that the Buffalo Bills are the class of this division. Uh, it's been a long, long time since I've said that regularly, but uh, the last two years it's been true, and I do think that that's going to continue into this year. But ultimately, this Patriots team can be sneaky good if they make the right moves and if these you know, moves that they have made already – pan out the way the Patriots uh, hoped, but uh, a much improved defense. If you want to beat the Patriots, it's going to take a lot for you to be able to score on them. Maybe win a lot of low scoring games, but this is going to be a team that's going to be able to shut you down because they really have upgraded in every aspect of the defense. And I think that's going to be the difference maker for the Pats this year. Looking at bet online, I think the nine is the over-under win total for the New England Patriots in 2021. That's definitely not one I'm going to take the under. So uh, if you're going to go one way, I think you got to go over when it comes to Bill Belichick and those Patriots. Uh, they are not going to have another losing season. I'm with you on that one, Mike. Fantastic stuff. That is Mike Debate. You can find him every day at Locked On Patriots, writing for Sports Illustrated, Patriots, Maven, M Debate, NFL verified on Twitter. Have you messed with the monetize tag? I noticed that when you get the check mark, all of a sudden there's on the on the on the app on my phone, there's a little button for monetize. I'm like, oh okay, let's monetize this thing, I guess. There's the perks of being verified. <laughs> uh, very interesting. So uh, I hope you're able to monetize that feed too, Mike. Hopefully, you know, someday I'm taking everything in stride, Brian. I'm just, I'm still taking that check mark out for a spin, trying to increase my following, and then we'll, uh, we'll see. All in good time, my friend. But uh, it opens up a whole new world, doesn't it? Oh, it does. <laughs> it's, it's fun stuff. Uh, big, big moves happening here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Mike debate included. Mike, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for breaking down the Patriots for us. My pleasure, Brian. Thanks for having me today. Thanks again to Mike Debate. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Matt Williamson out one more time tomorrow. I'm rolling solo. I'm actually not rolling solo, though. Another guest, Ross Jackson, who does a ton for this network. We're going to talk about a number of things, but especially those New Orleans Saints as the host of Locked On Saints. That'll be a good one tomorrow. Matt, back with us Friday. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.